Brian Breaker. Your little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with this phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, uh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've been to suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from Dallas. Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power. Yeah, hello. Oh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling. Sound is episode 426. Breaker Remains Power Hour. I, of course, am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always, Big Underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Uh, we're recording kind of early this week, aren't we? A little bit early. It's all right. I mean, luckily, nothing important happened. Nothing important happened at all. Uh, definitely not the slap heard around the world. Yeah, of course, we're going to talk about that. Everybody's talking about that. How could we not? We got a little bit of wrestling talk. We got some movie talk. We got a little bit of toy talk. And then, of course, another round of uh, tournament action in our 90s telewar, the Nickelodeon edition, my friend. Yeah, buddy. Good times. Uh, so um, I guess this, this really doesn't. I guess we could put this in the movie and TV category, but we kind of have to start the show here. I feel like it would fit in the wrestling category, too. <laughs> it kind of fits in. And a WTF right, story. Yeah. Uh, it kind of fits into everything. But um the Oscars was this past Sunday, and um, I first heard about this through Twitter, and it was like, yeah. he just slapped the piss out of him. Yeah. He just got up there and slapped him. That's like the tweets I'm seeing, like, who got slapped? Yeah. Why did they get slapped? So, of course, you know, you do some searching, and it wasn't hard to find because it's everywhere, but uh, basically, I don't know why I'm revisiting this because everyone knows the story. Chris Rock makes a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, right, and Will Smith calmly walks up on stage yep slaps him and sits back down yep chris rock is very thrown off by this yeah and will smith starts uh screaming at him keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth yeah and uh says that a couple times and chris rock you can tell is visibly like thrown off by this obviously yeah he didn't even know where the hell to go like he was just like oh okay yeah greatest night in the history of television you know um I feel like every like if we would have done this episode that night, it would have been a different take than several days later because yes. a lot's transpired since then. Of course, Will Smith has apologized, and I believe Chris Rock has accepted that and mm -hmm. is not pressing charges, which, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of things could have happened here to really change the circumstances oh, yeah. of this. 
What were your thoughts, I guess, from the beginning when you first heard about it and saw it? Initially, I just thought it was funny. Like <laughs> slaps in the face, yes, right? I mean, Will Smith has slapped guys around before. I mean, never that hard, but like, I mean, there was a there was a reporter that tried to kiss him a few years back. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember that. Yeah, and he, I mean, it was just like a little like like little, little slight slap on the face. He said, "Don't do that," you know. Yeah, and so I mean, he's not above it, you know. So when he did it that hard, I was like, "Shit," <laughs> you know. There, okay, so a few things for me, like a lot of people thought this, and this was because we're a wrestling podcast. Did you think it was a work at any point? I, I, ne- I know. That literally never even crossed my mind until I saw everybody posting about it, and I was like, that's dumb. But why? Why? my thought was, you know, Will Smith obviously won the Oscar that night. No one's talking about that, though. Right. They're talking about this, obviously. Um, my thought is if it was a work, why would you – like why would he jeopardize that Oscar win? Who does that work benefit? It does not benefit him. Doesn't benefit Chris either. No. I mean, maybe on his comedy tour it will. Yeah. And and a lot of people said like, well, but it gave the gave the Oscars the biggest ratings they've ever had. But I'm like, and that, that obviously I can see that, but it wouldn't be. Do, do you think Chris Rock and Will Smith would agree to diminishing their own careers for the sake of the Oscars? Of course not. No. And so yeah, it's it's not a work. I didn't think so either. It to me it seemed as even the uncomfortable silence from the crowd, right? Yes. Like yeah. that's like, oh God, what just happened? Yeah. We're we're we've we've seen something here. Yeah. My favorite moment of it though was like we we didn't see Will get up, but like Chris Rock did and he said, Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell by his expression. He doesn't think he's going to get slapped. No, well, he, even in the initial, like, when he's slapping, he he's leaning in, right? He leans into it a little bit. So my thought is, like, he must have thought Will was just going to, like, be like, come here. Like, let me tell you. Let me tell you, like, something, you know? Mm-hmm. I kind of whisper in his ear, like, don't talk shit, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what I felt like Chris thought was probably going to happen. Of course, he slaps him. Right. Chris Rock, you know, <laughs> like, that, that image of Will's hand kind of, like, Moving away in Chris Rock's face, like with that. yeah, <laughs> he just got slapped. Look, and he's like, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then of course it gets awkward from there because mm-hmm. I think at this point people are just still kind of like, ha ha ha, it's you know entertainment. Uh, yeah. No, it's not. This is this is interesting. Um, Mick Foley tweeted an opinion which I thought was interesting. Like if it had been The Rock that said that joke, probably not going up on stage to slap him, right? Yeah, like that's where. I'll be honest, it kind of bothers me that that happened where it's like Will Smith. It's like, okay, you took the one guy. You're like, okay, I can take him. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of, that's kind of crappy. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's one of those things. And, and the more I watched things and then watched, um, Chris's mannerisms after that, like I was like he's built like a child. Yeah. He's a very small man. And, and th- so, that's been his whole comedy routine. Right. And I mean, like even in the longest yard, he was like, you know, I was so bad. They picked me after the white kids. I was one of his jokes right. because that's, that's always been his comedy. That show. Yeah. Everybody hates Chris yep. was based upon that style of comedy. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where like, I, I just, I, I don't know. It's like, I went through like a couple of like, phases like initially i thought this whole thing was funny and then i went through a small little phase where i was like will's kind of a piece of shit for that which kind of like pissed me off because i've always been like such a huge supporter of will and such a big fan of his over the years and yeah and so that kind of pissed me off and then like 
like now I'm legit to the point where like, I'm just like, it's just a sad situation yeah. on both ends, you know, yeah. because then you kind of like go down the rabbit hole of like what Will has been through in his entire life. And like even the current state with his relationship with Jada and it's like, He's kind of just in a sad place, you know. I think it goes to show you that, you know, and I know it's one of those weird things that me and you could sit there and be like, oh, that's bullshit. But I think it might be true to a degree. People say, like, money doesn't buy happiness. Yeah. Right. And this is coming from two guys who are not rich. Right. And so it's easy to be like, oh, well, I think I could find happiness if I had a million bucks. But I think clearly with him, by the look on his face and that zero to 100 anger. Mm hmm. It's probably true. Yeah. Like there's clearly some some issues in his life. I you know, I it's it's funny, man. The older I get, and this is like not even really talking about that, but like I don't feel like anything can buy happiness. Like I Well, that's like, true. I feel like it, like happiness is something you have to find on your own. Right. Because like But you, I think it's easy to slip into an unhappy state without even realizing it. it oh, absolutely it is. I mean, how but, many people can say they've been in a toxic relationship and like oh, I didn't even realize it was so bad until I got yeah, out of it, you know? Yeah. But like it's it's one of those things. Like I remember like when I was um before I before I met Steph, like I was thinking like if I can just find like a companion, I think I'll be good. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I think I'll be happy with life. And then it's like and it's this is not a knock on her at all because I love her to death, but it's like that didn't fix the problem. You know what I mean? Like right. there's it's a it's an inner problem that, that has nothing to do with anybody on the outside that I like it's like you have to work on that shit yourself. Well, it's like that movie Click, I think, is so underrated in that sense because I think if he's like, if I get the promotion, if I get this, if I get that, everything's yeah. gonna be good. Next thing you know, he's like an old man. And he's still not happy. Right. It, it's like, I think it's that realization. Like if you're not happy now, you're not going to be happy then. Right. You know, um, getting, getting things that you want, isn't going to fix problems. Right. And, and I think that's sometimes part of the problem. I think for Will, he's been chasing an Oscar for a yeah. long time. And I was telling you that off the air because my thought is because he's had so many movies that have been like Oscar type movies. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess like they didn't even attend the Academy Awards in 2016 because they were mad he didn't get nominated for concussion. Yeah. So he's been he's been chasing this for a while because I mean, you know, like we're not seeing the Men in Blacks and the Bad Boys as much as we are these bigger movies, yeah. right? Which I let's be honest, I miss those movies, dude. Give me Independence Day yeah. every year, you yeah. know. That shit was so much fun. Yeah, I agree completely. And so my my thought is, you know, you, he's been chasing this for so long because that's what he wanted, and in that one moment, he got it. And no one's talking about that. And it's it, realistically, it's ruined. The moment's ruined. It's sure. stained for the rest of his life. And like, I don't want to sit here and blame Jada for that because he's the one that got up and slapped the guy. But like, but he did it for her. Someone tweeted and I can't remember who it was. It was a female. And, and this was a, an interesting perspective because we're two guys. We probably look at it differently. And she said a woman usually takes the role of protecting their man. Yeah. And she said, in that moment, if she would have grabbed him and said, no, yeah, don't, it's okay, might have been a totally different circumstance, right? Yeah. And I'm like, that's a really good point. And I had never thought of that, but as a guy, typically that's what we do, right? We go to the defense of the women. Right. Good, bad, or indifferent. And in yeah. his case, as bad as possibly could have been. And I and and I've thought about this for myself, like I don't, I don't know because I've never been in that scenario where somebody's blatantly making fun of my wife, right? But like, I feel like 
I would want to beat the shit out of somebody if they were making fun of my wife. Sure. Especially to my face. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I mean, I don't know cause I've never been in that situation, but like, and, and that's the thing though, is I feel like in that scenario, that's exactly how I would want to react. Of course. But now also too, and he even said this as a celebrity, you have to kind of get accustomed to that. Right. And so, okay. So, Chris Rock says it, so you slap him. Now, do you slap every person that tweets about it? Yeah. You know, like yeah. you go knock on the door. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you're going to be never endless slaps. So it's not, it's one of those things, I think, in this situation, had he had a little bit better composure, maybe try to explain it like, hey, man. Because, again, this is another thing. She has alopecia. Yeah. That's why she was bald. I didn't know that. Right. You just told me earlier you didn't know I had that. No idea. I was I recorded with Travis the other night for TV Toycast. He didn't know that. Yeah. So apparently that's not as common knowledge as people think, right? Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where I assumed this was a new look for her. Like yeah. this was just like some her. I don't I don't understand fashion. You know, I'm wearing a raw as war T-shirt and black sweatpants. I'm not a fashionista. Yeah. You know, that's not me. So I don't understand women's fashion. I know sometimes it kind of escapes all of us as guys. We don't know. So maybe it's a it's a fashion statement. Yeah. My first thought when I saw Jada looking like that, I was like, that's a good look for her. Like, mm-hmm. She rocks a bald head like it looks good. I didn't think it was a cause of some disease that she has. I didn't either. And so I, I don't know. Well, and then I was thinking about this as well. What if these are a couple of situations that I think would have changed the whole dynamic? What if he had knocked Chris out? Yeah. Like what if he slapped him? Like he was on the ground and he he, unresponsive and he fell and he busts his head on the stage and he's out and he's snoring. Yeah. What then? Yeah. Do they they arrest him then? I I, I think that gets, that is to a point where like you kind of do have to intervene a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. What if he slaps him and Chris walks off stage? Yeah. Do you arrest him then? Yeah. I, I mean, like that's that was a weird thing to me because I'm like, you got a room full of A-list celebrities. I'm top, mm-hmm. top of the top. Security is nowhere to be found. Yeah. I mean, essentially, for lack of a better term, a fight has kind of broken out. Now, it doesn't go to that point, but in a grade school playground, teachers would have broken up this well before security was there. And so I don't know, like, is that an, an issue moving forward? Like. I kind of the Hall of Fame where Bret Hart got tackled. Yeah, you don't assume that's going to happen, but it did. Yeah. So now, like, we need to think about that. And I and if you notice, like, it was mostly wrestlers that are the ones that took care of it. Yeah, you I know remember what I mean. People talked about that. Travis Brown. Mm-hmm. They said he was in the ring before they hit the ground. Yeah. And him and Shane McMahon, you know. Yeah. So and I I think it's one of those things. Like, I'm sure now WWE's beefed up security. You know what I mean? But, right, but what if what if Brett had been hurt? Brett's had a stroke. I mean, right. Brett is not in great health. Right. That could have been really been bad. And and so it's I think it's one of those things where like maybe now because you know I I brought up the whole off air. I brought up the whole um, Kanye is the one that set the precedent for this, right? Because he's one of the first ones that did it. Because yeah, he got up on stage, snatched the mic from Taylor Swift, and left her looking like an idiot mm-hmm. in front of everybody at the was that the Grammys? I think it was what yeah. it was. And basically saying she shouldn't have won, right? Yeah, it should have been Beyonce. And it's one of those things like, of course, that's not physical, but it's still like super disrespectful, disrespectful. That should not have happened. And it's one of those things where like, I feel like it kind of set the precedent that anybody can get up on stage anytime they want to, Mm. you know, if they don't like what's happening on stage. It's almost like if you are a powerhouse in entertainment the rules don't always apply to you. Right. And that's not a good that's not a good no. sign. And, and and again, I I love Will Smith. 
I will die a Will Smith fan. Like he could be canceled, and I will be one of the few that's like, I don't give a shit. You know, I'm not. I'm but, not not a Will Smith fan. This does plague him to me, though. I'll be honest. I, I just think that that man has so many inner demons that it's coming out. Yeah, you know, and I think I think it started coming out when the whole thing between him and Jada of Jada cheating on him came out and became a public thing which that shouldn't have became a public thing to begin with. Keep no. that shit private. Right. Um, but it's just one of those things where like, I feel like he's in the public eye with a lot of his personal shit and he shouldn't be. And I think it's like kind of making him crazy a little bit. Obviously. Yeah. And, and like I said, there could have been a lot of different scenarios if Chris had been hurt mm-hmm. if he had walked off the stage. Cause I mean, let's be honest, how many people take a slap to the face and just be like, all right, yeah, like, and it took him a few seconds to even get back on track, and I feel like he deserves props for that because not many people would have been able to pull that off. Yeah, you know, and and he he brought up something during his acceptance speech, and it was so like interesting because like just a day or so before, I saw Young Buck's bio where it was very it was something very similar to what Will was saying about how like you're expected to be ridiculed and shit like that. And the Young Bucks, I actually saved the photo because I wanted to bring it up after the after the Will Smith thing happened and it was, they said like, it was a quote saying today's wrestlers aren't tough anymore. And they said ridicule, body shame, threat of cancellation, life's works publicly mocked daily, but nobody poops in our bags. And it's like, it really kind of put in respect, put into perspective, like even based on the undertaker quote, right? Right. And it's like, it's, it's, it put into perspective for me, like even on this show, the times that I've been like, ah, I don't really give a shit. You know, I don't like what they're doing over there. Like what they do. It's like, it reminded me that like, that's a fucking human being that I'm talking shit about. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And it's like, we're such a low on the totem pole podcast that like, I don't really think that they've listened to this shit. They'll probably even know who we are. Right. But like, I don't want to be the guy that like openly hurts people. Like, you know what I mean? And so like when Will brought that up and when, and when uh, I saw that from the young bucks, I was like, kind of reminded me like I need to check myself because like, I'm really not in a position to talk shit, you know? Well, it's easy to on the internet. That's why like there are, because there are celebrities. It's like, it's a safe shit talking thing, but it's like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I don't know. I, I shouldn't, me personally, I shouldn't be so quick to like knock something. Sure. You know what I mean? Well, and, and that's, and that's the thing is sometimes with a podcast, you want to throw out what you think. And that's where it's sometimes it's hard to, to do that without just blatantly doing it. Right. It's right. hard to dance around sometimes, but like with the young bucks and that, and that specific thing, I know in wrestling, it would always be like, you know, well here, have a drink. I mean, like I, so I don't drink. Right. Right. Some people know that, some don't. I and I and I've thought about this before. I'm like, you know, if I was at a bar, and someone's like, "Here, have a beer," I'm like, "No, I'm good, thank you, though." Yeah. No, no, have it. Come on, come on. Yeah. Like I don't drink. Why not? Why don't you drink? Well, here, have it. And that that's happened to me multiple times. If I would have said like I'm sober, it would have stopped. Yeah. You know. And why is that? Like I'm like I'm trying not to get to that point. Yeah. So why is that an issue now? You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's a cultural thing. I same with like pills and stuff. Like yeah. I, you guys, like, oh, back in our day, we used to take pain pills and do this and that. And I'm like, yeah, and a lot of you died. Yeah, very young. Like that's not a badge of honor. Yeah. And so when you see stuff like that, it's 
I do feel like with the young bucks, that's a, that is such a telling bio. Like yeah, people aren't pooping in our bags. Like, yeah, you know, it, it's, that's not a bad thing. Fuck no. You know, I'll, I'll take today's generation of wrestlers over the ones in the eighties. Like yeah. here, hearing stories about what they used to do to each other. Like that sounds horrific to me. Yeah. Like, uh, I think of the time that the Xbox shat on Mark Henry's sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's not funny, but it's it's funny, but like it's not like in that not being in that scenario. It sounds funny, but like if you were to be in that scenario, like because it doesn't seem real. This seems right. like, like a, I would be like, what like an the American fuck? It's, it's like an American pie movie. Yeah. Like jizzing in the beer and stuff. You know, it's yeah. Like, I'd be like this. Ha, is, ha, ha, this but, is like grotesque. This is sick. What the fuck is your problem? Or like the night Sonny was about to get slopped by the God ones. And it was like filled with splooge. Yeah, like everyone yeah. took turns Gross. making it Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck is your guys' deal? Like, that is disgusting. I, I couldn't, I, I would be getting in fights because I would be like, what the fuck is your guys' problem? Yeah. You know? I mean, that's just, that's disgusting. It, it, well, 100% it's disgusting. And and that's the thing is, like, if you're like, no, not, not going to partake, that's nasty. Yeah. Stooge. Right. You know, and so now it's like. Splooging in a mop bucket doesn't make you a tough guy. Right, but it, but it, at the same time, it's like you don't want the the heat from the locker room. Right now, guess what? You're the target. Yeah, it's bullying mentality, one hundred percent. You know, and as and that kid, that's when people get fucking stabbed with scissors. Exactly. You know, what yeah. I mean? It's like now, now you're the target. So yeah, mm, yeah. It's yeah, it's a crazy deal, man. It's I don't know, but I just wanted to bring that up because I know Will Smith talked about that whole thing, and it and and. You know, there was shit that I brought up off air that we don't have to. We've already talked 20 minutes on this. We're beating a dead horse, but it's it's just a sad deal all around between yeah. them, you know, and yeah. like hopefully they apologize. I know there was some heat already between Jada and Chris. See, I didn't know that either. Yeah. And so, like, I think that was kind of just a straw that broke the camel's back type of deal. But regardless, he just handled it fucking wrong. Yeah. And, you know, Jim Carrey, I'll, I'll, I'll say this and we can kind of move on he he was on an interview somewhere and he even said like he was disgusted by it mm-hmm. and he's like, i think chris rock should sue him for 200 million dollars yeah. and i'm like but does that benefit anybody no it doesn't benefit chris i mean i mean it gets 200 million dollars but he doesn't need it he doesn't need it and all that does is just hurt will yeah and let's be honest he'll be like a nicholas cage he'll just remake all his movies and make his money back so yeah. i don't know i feel like it's it's one of those points where Clearly, there's something wrong here, but also too, this might change the tone of of award shows moving forward. I hope it does. We're, well, I mean, like in the sense of like, no more jokes. We're gonna hire the freaking most boring guy we can to be the host. No, and- I, th- I I think it needs to be guys like The Rock who hosts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honest to God, I think it needs to be people who can like get fucking Conor McGregor one year to host. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like hey, Chuck Liddell. <laughs> right. Get get people who will whoop somebody's ass if they come on stage. Yeah. Hey, Dan Severn, you busy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's just it. Like, get get somebody who's like, and I know uh, McGregor's but, not in the acting world, but like. But the, like legit, like no one would have expected someone to go slap the host. Right. But now I feel like you have to expect it. Yeah. And so like you have to learn from that lesson and you have to have people in place to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. That's, that's wild though. Yeah. Definitely a wild thing. But um, anyway, let's, uh, we got some wrestling talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Brinker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane. Um, 
new Hall of Fame announcement. The Steiner Brothers. Steiner Line. It's a good song. It is a good song. Um, we're seeing uh, you know, images kind of from like their 90s WWF run. Yep. Dude, I, I'm a huge Steiner Brothers fan. Me too. Um, so I, I feel like you know, Scott Steiner was banned from the Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. What for? For Hogan. Him and Hogan had some heat. and uh, Really? Yeah. And I, I can't. I, there was some. You know, it was Scott Steiner being Scott Steiner and. I mean, he's bad shit crazy. Oh, yeah. And I guess him just kind of going on rants about Hogan. And I guess he saw his ex-wife, not Linda, like his newest ex, mm-hmm. somewhere and started, like, cutting a promo on her. And so oh, she God. got scared. And so Hogan's like, yeah, please don't let him in. So they had, like, pictures of you know, Big Papa Pump. Like, please don't let this guy in. Like, not like he would be hard to spot. You right, know? But right. I thought that was kind of interesting. And um, I feel like that might be kind of a angle he was shooting himself anyway. Yeah, but um, they're in they're going in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think it's well deserved. Absolutely, it is. I mean, I even saw someone tweet. Um, everyone's talking about Will Smith. Do people not realize Scott Steiner's about to have a live mic? Yeah, <laughs> I, I cannot wait. That is kind of fun. Um, obviously, you know, Braun Breaker, aka Bronson Steiner, is there. So I've heard that that they may be. Um, doing something with him on NXT, like coming out to the ring with him or something. I think that'd be cool as hell. And I, I hope with them going into the Hall of Fame, I hope this means a name change for I God, I hope for so. Braun Breaker. Uh, I hope so. Because, you know, uh, Brian Breaker is a cool name, but uh, Braun Breaker, when he's a Steiner, is dumb. The name Bronson Steiner is so badass, yeah. is it not? Well, wasn't he Rex? Did he call himself Rex Steiner for a little bit? Yeah. I'd be fine with that too. I'm fine with that too. Yeah. Braun, B R A U N, I didn't think was bad. B R O N just looks goofy to me. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. That's kind of weird. The fact that he dresses with the goofy singlet, or at least he was for a little bit there, like that's kind of a weird one. Yeah. And they're such a legendary team. I think a big reason maybe they why they didn't do that is because of them not being under any type of deal. Right. Hopefully this changes that. I hope so. I love these homage shirts and I would love a Steiner Brothers one. Me too. I think Drew Vinsel could vouch for that yep i think they need all the action figures you can think yep. of um i want them in video games yep i'd um, love to have the steiners back in video games holy shit i mean i think if they can get some type of deal worked out where they're in everything i, I would be happy man absolutely I would, lo- I would love to see them in elites mm-hmm. i think that new superstars line that's like the masters of the universe would be awesome they're yep. they're built for that i think them in uh you know, retro figures would be great. I mean, I know they've had Hasbro's before, but let, let's redo them, you know? And, and I've, I've always been a bigger Rick guy than I have a Scott guy. Love the dog face gremlin, love the freaking, uh, wrestling gear yeah. that he wears to the, the ring mustache. Yeah. The different boots, the, the little Fu Manchu he's got going on. I mean, he's, I, something about that guy. I've always loved that guy a little bit more than Scott, but like, I just having that team back in kind of the under the under any wrestling umbrella i think is cool as shit to me oh yeah i mean i think we all grew up on the steiner brothers mm-hmm. i mean everybody re- and that to me is what what's so interesting about them is like their look is like the goofiest pattern singlet you can think of yeah on the toughest guys you can ever imagine absolutely there's but, but you pull it off because you're badasses it's so funny because growing up i never really thought about them as being badasses but then you hear all the stories about how like they were like the toughest guys in the locker room minus oh, yeah. Haku, you know, yeah. and it's like, that's wild. Well, I had actually heard in like 93 when they, I think they came in late 92, mm-hmm. but I heard like they actually, there was a pitch for Stein, Scott Steiner to win the 93 rumble. Really? Yeah. And they, they had already kind of went like, no, we're going with Yoko, but yeah. they thought 
Scott Steiner and Bret Hart would have been a money match. And honestly, dude, that would have been awesome. It, but I think they were, he was more comfortable with doing a team. Yeah. And, but they, I think saw him as like a big star and, and obviously rightfully so. Yeah. Um, but that would talk about interesting if that would have happened. Yeah. That would have been crazy. I mean, it would have, cause that run that they had back then was actually not that great. Yeah. I mean, it was very short. They, well, did they have, did they ever win the title? They did. Did they win the titles? They won. They defended them at SummerSlam 93. Okay. I can't remember who they lost. I think they lost them to like the Quebecers maybe. I could be wrong on oh, that. Oh, wow. But basically they were there all of 93. Yeah. They were in the 94 Rumble, and I think they pretty much disappeared after that. They were only there about a year. And they were in WCW the rest of the time for the most part, right? Well, actually, they didn't show back up in WCW to like 95, 96. Okay. So I think they were in like Japan. They actually did a little bit in ECW. Oh, really? Before it was like full on ECW. Yeah, they did a little bit there and probably some independence and a lot in Japan. Okay. But then like, yeah, like 95, 96, they, they show back up in WCW. And then shortly thereafter or around that time is when Scott Steiner became like big Papa pump. Yeah, more or less. Like, because if you remember, like he was still a Steiner brother, but he was jacked. He yeah. all of a sudden got like freaky jacked and then turned heel and big Papa pump was born. I remember when that whole thing happened and I was like, holy shit. Because he had already kind of, he had already kind of cut his hair, right? Well, so initially or it was did he like grow he, out the beard first. So I you, remember. if I remember correctly, it's like they that at that era they kind of got away from the goofy singlets. Now it's like silver or black or red, like it was solid like, color. And it was like the uh, shiny pleather like, almost. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he a saw, lot of WCW guys did that shit. He still kind of had the long hair. Yep. Then he grew out the goatee. Yep. Then he cut the hair. Yeah. And then it's like. Then when he became Big Papa Pump, it's like dyed the hair, blonde goatee. Yeah. Then eventually he switched to like the bikers, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, definitely a, a, a wild time. And I was actually super stoked when he came in in like 2003. Yeah. And that didn't run, didn't last. It wasn't great. But yeah, I heard him and Triple H didn't really get along. I've heard that too. I mean, uh, it wasn't that they didn't they didn't have great matches, but. Scott Steiner, I don't think, was as good as he was at that point. And yeah. next thing you know, he's feuding with Test, and he's like way down the roster. It just, yeah, I don't know. It just, it was a sad, it was a sad thing. But yeah. you know, I'm like I said, I'm a huge Steiner fan. I think getting them immortalized in merchandise is a huge thing. I think that's great. Yep. Because I mean, think about like the elites they could do, like how because this has never been done. I don't think where like they could do like the removable Michigan jackets and they, yeah. they made, I think Rick had a classic superstar with the yeah. Michigan jacket, but that would be cool. Like, yeah. I mean like the, the ability to do some really fun stuff. I mean, cause you could do, cause even later on, Rick did like the black goatee with the white in the middle. Yeah. And kind of opposite of Scott. So there's a lot that they could do if yeah. they got those guys under a deal where they could produce merchandise, which I think they should. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be totally for that. Uh, rumor has it, uh, MJF and Tony Khan had a bit of a heated discussion following his podcast appearance with Ariel Ariel Hawani. Sorry yeah. if, I mis- if I didn't say that correctly. But um, you were telling me before we started recording, you smell a work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this, this one is definitely feeling like a work to me because I feel like, I mean, maybe AEW guys can just willy-nilly do whatever the hell they want, but I feel like... Um, Apparently that was the issue they said that not you can do them, but they they need to know ahead of time. Yeah, and I still think that whole thing was a promo. Oh well, yeah. Um, apparently they're okay now, but they got heated for a little bit. But they're back on 
good terms. I mean, here's the thing. MJF's a very talented guy. Mm-hmm. But without that TV time, your status is going down. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, like Tony Khan doesn't have to put him in big angles. Well, and that's just it. We'll know whether it's a work or not, depending on what happens Yeah, in the next um, few weeks. I, I think him teasing going to WWE is just also a way to get more money, ultimately. Which it's a business, you know, yeah. and that's what's going to happen. You know, they're yeah. ultimately going to get more money. I still think a big factor will always probably be creative more than money. Because at a certain point, if you're making good money, you're making good money. Yep. You know, but when they start, like, when you're ha- happy and fulfilled with what you're doing, mm-hmm. that's a big factor, too. And I yep. think with uh, with AEW, I don't think they do a, I don't think they do any house shows. So it's mostly just television. Just, I, I mean, realistically, I mean... Dark is almost a house show. <laughs> but I mean, but it's taped the same. Well, yeah. okay, Dark's on like the Universal Studios lot, I guess. But but right, I mean, it's not. It's about as close as they get to a house show. But it, and he's not on those. No. You know, so honestly, I don't think it's a bad. Dark honestly reminds me of Saturday Night. Yeah. Which I kind of, I kind of dig actually. Yeah. Like the low end guys with a couple of heavy hitters, but yep. not not a ton. Um, I think he's in a good spot. And um of course, WWE will be a much different animal. So, but it's smart to say, like, "Hey, I'm going where the money's at." Here's the thing: I feel like if he, I feel like he could legitimately go to WWE, and I feel like Paul Heyman could be a guy that gets him over there. Mm-hmm. And I think because I, I think Paul Paul Heyman's like pretty good about sensing talent. And I think he oh, yeah. could. I think he could sway him to come over and kind of maybe help him out. Because I just heard that Paul Heyman signed a crazy deal to stay. Oh, did he? Yeah, for like he was like they offered me so much that I, I would have been a fool to say no. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I I think that he would probably if 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 Paul Heyman were to like ask him like hey like I think we could really set you up really nice here yeah and kind of take him because Paul Heyman's really good about you know saying some crazy things on TV without catching a whole lot of heat. You know what I mean? That's true. And so I think he could help him out to where he could kind of do whatever he wants, but still kind of like toe the line of not getting in trouble. It's definitely possible. Um, I also, I still really think a big factor will be how Cody Rhodes is used. And that's another thing too, because I know him and Cody are good buds, right? Right. So like, I think Cody could also be one to be like, come on over, bud. Well, but also, too, how he's used. Like, is, yeah. is Cody going to come off like a big star right away? Probably. Will they push him down the card? And next thing you know, he's working the pre-show at Money in the Bank. Yeah. You know, like. I honestly can't imagine he will. I can't imagine that either, but I wouldn't yeah. be shocked, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of gets down to the Intercontinental Championship again. But I don't think he's going to be pre-show. No. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think they since they realize that there's a lot of money in him now. They do, but that doesn't mean that they'll they'll use him correctly. And, and everybody can't be on the top of the card at the same time. So 100%. I totally get that. But like, I don't think they're going to treat him the same way they're treating Ricochet right now. You know what I mean? Probably not. But yeah. I mean, think about like when they signed Shinsuke Nakamura, how yeah. big of an acquisition that was. Yeah. You wouldn't think that this guy would be like teaming with Rick Boogs. You're right. <laughs> you know, in a few right. years. But there, that's what's happening. But I, I think they'll, I think he'll be treated like Seth Rollins, you know what I mean? Where it's like, he probably will, where it's like, you can, at any time we need you, you'll be in the main event scene, but until then you're upper mid. Yeah. You know, I think that's probably where he'll land. 
Could be. But I, I do know sometimes when you pay a guy a lot of, a lot of money, you need to bank on him a little bit more. Oh, yeah. And so I've, I've heard he's making pretty good bank, so I imagine they will uh, feature him well. Speaking of that, Seth Rollins has a mystery opponent at Mania. Yeah. I think it's uh, Cody. You know, I saw also, too, that they're bringing in Shane. Yeah, for Mania, and so that leads me to believe that they're at least going to tease and troll everybody for a, at least a minute, dude. If that here comes the money hits, I will lose my mind. I will laugh. I so say like, I will laugh so hard. Yeah, because because that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean it's really it's really kind of comedy gold, especially the fact that he's quote unquote been fired. Right. You know what I mean. And so I knowing that, and it w- it would be great. Somebody on Twitter said like, what should happen is it should be Shane come out. Um, Seth Rollins just squashes him, and then Seth gets on the mic and says, "No, I want somebody else." You know, like, and then that's when Cody comes out. I'd be fine with that if that happened. I would be too. Um, but I think, but then you have to get Shane on board for that, right? Yeah, you know, because I'm like, I can't imagine he'd be like, "I'm not." Hey, do you think Shane gives a shit because he's not a wrestler? You know what I mean? No, true, but I mean that's not a fun spot to be like that guy, the squash guy. Yeah, the stooge, like. Yeah, I mean, you're literally there just to get people trolled. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that's I true. mean, if you're Goldberg, like, hey, we want we want to do something with Goldberg, so we want you to come out. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. he's gonna he's not gonna say no to a paycheck. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. But like Shane McMahon has been actually since his return up until maybe the Royal Rumble, he's been booked pretty well. Like, he really has. I mean, like as far as WrestleMania matches, but yeah. he wrestled the Undertaker and like AJ yeah. Styles, and I think he, he had that one with the Miz. But I mean, like for the most part, like. Pretty good stuff. He had one with Braun Strowman. I think that was maybe last year. Mm-hmm. So he's been booked well. So I, if I were him, I'd be like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not doing that unless unless they have something big in mind. Which who's to say? Yeah. Um, Bobby Lashley is back. I'm shocked by this man, and because at the elimination chamber they did an angle where he went out with for shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. I was shocked to see him back so fast. Back very fast. What a month. Yeah. Um, Unless it was a, a much more minor surgery. Maybe. But, I, dude, that guy, so I was actually watching Raw because I just turned it on because I, I was waiting on the wife to uh, come in so she could uh, we could watch TV together. But, like, so I just flipped it on and I saw his entrance. And oddly enough, when I heard his music, it didn't surprise me or anything because it hadn't even been that long since he'd been gone. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, cool, it's Bobby Lashley. And then they made a big deal, like, he's back. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he was gone for a bit. Yeah. Um, but his swagger on the way to the ring, it was like straight up like The Rock. And I'm like, that's badass. He, we need more of that. Yeah, I agree. Him. I think Lashley's a he's a huge star. Yeah. He could be. I don't think yeah. he's quite there. but He's he pretty damn close. He definitely could be. Uh, he just needs some mic work. You know what I mean? Like That's why I think having MVP with him was great. Yeah. I mean, is MVP still with him? Uh, I think so. I, I think he wasn't there Monday, but. That that would be a good thing to keep MVP. Yeah. Um, I love MVP. He's I, so damn good. I do too. Uh, him versus Omos, though. What do you think about that? That's not the best spot to be in. If Bobby beats him, cool. Yeah, he's got to beat him. Right. Uh, but if. If they make it a deal like Omos wins and Omos is still the unstoppable force, then it's like... That guy is just not good, man. I don't like him. Yeah. I, I was trying to root for him at the beginning because I'm like, he's young, you know, give him some time, but... He's not good. It's just bad. It's... He's one... Like, what gets me about big guys like that is when I see, like, how bad they are, and it's like, you are literally here because of big. your size. Yeah. That's the that's the reason you're here. 
and he's he's one of the more jacked giants they've ever had. Like he's yeah. muscular too. See, so I you would think he would be a little bit more athletic and able to do some things, but not, I don't know. It's kind of a letdown. Definitely is, but but it's good. Lashley's back, so yeah, I'm happy about that. Absolutely. We got some uh, movie and TV talk. Why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Breaking Bad at the movies. This is Breaking Bad at the movies. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. So this is not really a newsworthy thing, but it's something I just recently saw. I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Uh, the Orange Years, which is available on Hulu. I was actually informed of this by one Jeff Toon a while back, actually, and I never took the time to watch it. He said, have you seen this? And I was like, no. He goes, it's a, it's a documentary on Nickelodeon. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I'll have to check it out. And at the time, I didn't have Hulu, didn't really... Didn't really think about it, so I didn't watch it. But uh, I did finally, dude. It was really good. Yeah, I I, I haven't seen it. Uh, I mean, I've seen it on Hulu. I just haven't actually taken the time to watch it myself. But you know, I'm always down for a, a Nickelodeon documentary. The thing about that is, I I feel like we grew up so much with Nickelodeon that we kind of we forget like how much it's changed, yeah. right? And then it's kind of revisiting. All of those old shows, which is what they do, they kind of go through everything and kind of how they all started and you know different things like that. It was it was very very interesting and like it showed the creator of Doug, like this is crazy to me. But he was watching a commercial. He's already writing the show and in this commercial that and they show it on there. And it's this woman talking like at a diner, and he's like, "That's her. That's Patty Mayonnaise. That's the voice." And I'm like, "That is so interesting to me." Yeah. That he was like, as soon as he heard that voice, he's like, "That's what I want her to sound like." So, I mean, like, they went through, like, Salute Your Shorts and Pete and Pete and Rugrats and Doug and Ren and Stimpy and, you know, Double Dare, Legends of the Inzimple, Nick Arcade, Guts, all those classic shows. It was just, it was a really cool thing, and it's it's kind of crazy to think where, like, Nickelodeon is completely different now. Like, I don't even know anything about what's on there now. So, I actually, while you were talking, I Googled current Nickelodeon shows, and you're right, it is, like, 100% different. Like, the first thing that popped up was something called The Loud House. And apparently that's been on since 2016. No idea. Never heard of it. They have a show called Side Hustle. They have a, what looks to be a superhero show called Danger Force. Uh, they have a spinoff of SpongeBob called The Patrick Star Show. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, they still have Blues Clues and You, um, which, you know. It's probably Nick Jr., but yeah. Yeah. Um, which, dude, I I love Blues Clues. I was too old for Blues Clues. I love Blues Clues. Um, Lame. I don't give, I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's it's just a bunch of stuff that like I don't know like not not definitely not for us. They do have something that I find very cool though, and this popped up on here. I don't know how often they do it, but they have the NFL on Nickelodeon. Oh, really? And I remember watching. I can't, what what was it? The Super Bowl that I saw on Nickelodeon, but like they had like the end zones in like when somebody scored a touchdown, they had like um, kind of like how WWE does the augmented reality stuff for entrances. They had like augmented reality slime that would just splatter all over the place. Oh, that's kind and of, I was like, that's kind of making football fun. You yeah. know what I mean? Something that I feel like takes the boringness like out of it. So I, yeah. I was watching that on, on Nickelodeon instead of like on CBS or whatever the hell it was. 
Well, that's definitely interesting. I know uh, I've talked a little bit about Paramount Plus because it's got a lot of those old Nickelodeon. I, mean, I think it's got all the old Nickelodeon shows yeah. on there. I don't. There probably are some that are not, but I mean, for the most part, like, they they interviewed like Melissa Joan Hart for okay. you know, Clarissa explains it all as well, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch, of course. But it was Clarissa first. Yeah, that was what she was known for. And um, yeah, it was it was very interesting to think about all those old shows. But I think we kind of all aged out of Nickelodeon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we eventually, at a certain point, it's like. Is not shows we really watched anymore, so we kind of just stopped watching that network. And it's kind of crazy to think that that happened, but yeah, um, it definitely did. But it was it was a fun documentary to kind of relive everything. Yeah, it was really cool. But um, do you think there's money in remaking some of these Nickelodeon shows? Because that we've seen it happen. They redid Double Dare, mm-hmm. and they redid Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yep. Um, I don't. I know they did like a TV movie for Legends of the Hidden Temple, but it wasn't really a game show. Yeah. But do you think there's like money in that? Like redoing some of this stuff? I, you know, honest to God, I really don't know because. Because you have to be nostalgic, but you'd have to grow up with it to be nostalgic. Yeah, because I, I feel like kids nowadays, their attention spans are so, even our attention spans are so small now. Oh, yeah. That like, it, it's got to be hard to get people to care about like a game show. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't have the same effect that it did when it, we were kids where that was the only thing entertainment wise we could watch. True. Um, but that, I mean, that's the thing is TV's changed, right? Because that's yeah. what we did after school. I mean, I did, I would turn the TV on right. see what's on. And usually it's like, Hey, at four o'clock, this is on at four thirty, This is on, you yeah. know, and so on. And so, it's different now with streaming. Like you can literally watch anything like it, moon Knight started today. Right. So yeah. you can watch that at any point. The rest of the time you have Disney plus. Well, and I'm kind of to the point where like, I, I crave like the, the concept of live TV again. Like I miss, I miss that. You know what I mean? Like I miss the fact that I'm, I'm going to have to wait a week to watch that. Like I've been really big into Apple TV shows because they only release one episode a week. Mm hmm. And it's like well, Disney plus does that too. Right. And it's like, I, I love that format because and Peacock does it too. I've been watching the new, uh, that, uh, Bel Air show. Yeah. I've heard that. It's pretty fun. Dude. It's such a good show. Um, but, but I love that format of just releasing one episode a week and then you have to wait. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it kind of sucks. Cause it's like, ah, oh, I want to watch the next episode, but then it's nice because you're not sitting there for like five hours at a time watching a show, mm-hmm. you know, so, oh, you think Netflix will eventually adopt that? I I hope so, but at the same time, I'm so done with Netflix. Yeah. Like, I don't even turn it on anymore. Yeah, I just don't. I don't give a shit about Netflix anymore. I think that's going to be the problem. Is more people are going to start just to like on like Paramount Plus. I don't use that much. Like it's got mm-hmm. that new Halo show. I do kind of want to watch that. That looks fun. I watched the first episode. It wasn't bad. Yeah. yeah. Um. It looks like it would be a fun one, but yeah. like to me, it's it's kind of like what like we were saying with all the Nickelodeon shows. It's like, oh, they got all of them on there. Nick Arcade, Keenan and Kel. Yeah. You know all that blah blah blah. But I'm like, I'm not. I'm gonna sit there and binge watch Keenan and Kel. Right. Yeah. You know, like obviously. Yeah. But it's kind of nice to know, like, hey, if I ever want to check that out, that's on there. It's there. Yeah. It's kind of. Kind of like American Gladiators. I'd love if like you could buy the whole first season of American Gladiators. Yeah. But do you binge watch that? I mean, it's a once in a while guilty pleasure. Yeah. Well, I remember I, there was one time when that Titan Rock had the Titan Games. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I was like two weeks behind, and so I watched one episode of it, and then I started watching the second one, and I was like, 
too kind much. Of, kind of bored of this. Yeah. You know, I'm ready to turn this off. Yeah. yeah. It's not that exciting. When right. You, when you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Uh, well, we got a little bit of toy talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Well, let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break a remain to a bit of toy talk. All right. So the last couple of weeks, we've dove into some of the retros uh, from this new series. Of course, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Cowboy Bob Orton. Here's figure number three. Uh, Toyetic is an understatement. This is Mr. T. What do you think of that one, man? Looking good. I think that might be my favorite figure of the series. Yeah. I mean, what's what does his arms do? He's got the little. Oh, he's got the Texas Tornado arms. Okay, so I mean, but they they move. Do they like? I know he like twists. Well, why do his arms move? What do you mean? Well, I mean they got joints right here. Like, why do they move? Because it looks like the motion is just like spinning his torso. Yeah, I think it's like because in WrestleMania one he picked up Roddy Piper like a fireman's carry. Is it just to maybe like position the arms better? I think so. Okay, but you know what's funny is that's kind of not like the uh, Cowboy Bob has the classic clothesline arm. Yeah that we all remember from the retros. This is not really that way, but I actually kind of like that pose. I feel like that's, you could do a lot with that. The fact that you can move the arms up as opposed to, to the side. Yeah. Cause the old, the old Hasbro's remember they were out, but they would turn into a punch, right? These are kind of up, but they can kind of go out. So it's like, I feel like you can do a little bit more with that. Oh yeah, for sure. But um, I love like, you know, cause at that WrestleMania, he almost wore like Adidas looking tights got the stripe on the side yeah and so they kind of did that without you know doing adidas stripes he's got the gold boots which i don't remember him wearing gold boots but all the figures have had that so apparently he did um but dude i mr t is incredibly toyetic and i feel like mattel's done a really good job of making sure he's in like every line possible he's got an ultimate coming out he had that that sdcc uh exclusive elite he was in the masters of the universe line he had that boxing elite two pack with Roddy Piper. Now a retro. I think they've done pretty well with him, man. They really have, and he's such a fun, funny character because he really wasn't a wrestler. He was an actor, but like, but he didn't. It. He looks like a wrestler. That's what I'm saying. Like he's a guy that probably could have been a huge star in the wrestling oh, yeah. business if he was in the wrestling business. Yeah. But it's it's so funny to me. But it's it's crazy to me how he what made two appearances in WWE. And, like, they're making figures of him. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, of course, his Hall of Fame where he kept going on about his mama. <laughs> hey, everybody loves their mama, you know? <laughs> the fact that I Kane had to, like, cut him off was hilarious. I, that that totally confused me when that happened. And then hearing that they were, like, wanting him to wrap it up, it's like, okay, now I get it. They yeah. sent Kane out there to shut him up. Um, I So the retros, a lot of them don't have accessories. Roddy Piper's got his kilt, but for the most part, they don't. I, I must say, though, I wish he would have had his gold chains. I think that would have made the figure perfect. And I know they made them because they had them on the Elite. I think if he had had the gold chains, that would have really added to the uh, overall appearance of the of the, of the the figure. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he didn't. Helped. I think at WrestleMania 1, he didn't wear those to the ring because he wore, like, the boxing robe. But didn't he wear He wore, like, a T-shirt or something, didn't he? What's up? Did he not wear a T-shirt to the ring? He wore a boxing robe. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he wore like a red, like yeah, the boxing robe would have been cool. 
Yeah, that might have been a little bit more than why they wanted to spend as far as accessories go, but I think the gold chains would have been fun. Yeah, because he Cowboy Bob didn't he did he normally wear a vest or anything? He normally wore a vest. Piper, of course, had like the Panther T shirt yep. at WrestleMania one. So, but yeah, with um with Mr. T now, like you can almost recreate that entire main event. The only one you're missing is Paul Orndorff, and yep. I would bet that that's coming. Hope so. There's been a theory that the next wave is going to be the Heenan family. Okay. So you got like Bobby Heenan, probably Orndorff, maybe Big John Stud. Yep. I don't know who the last guy would be. I personally would like it to be Harley, but was he part of the Harley, uh, Heenan family? He was managed by Heenan, so unofficially, okay. yeah. And he's never had a retro, so I think that'd be great. Absolutely, so that'd be a fun line, man. All right, '90s Telewar. Let's uh, let's go over the results here. I have to pull this up over what happened in our last poll. So far, this has actually been kind of a surprise as far as how these results have went. Um. But we got our final results here. Wow. Uh, astounding victory. Uh, Keenan and Kel wins over the Angry Beavers 76% to 24%. Mm-hmm. I mean, we expected this. Yeah. It's kind of sad to see the Angry Beavers go. Yeah. So when I voted, I voted for Angry Beavers, and it was like 86% to 14 So I was the only vote for Angry Beavers. So I think maybe like one more person might have voted for... <laughs> For Angry Beavers, maybe a few because I don't know how many votes we had, but man, that's crazy though. Yeah, I guess that's not the that was kind of a dark horse in this tournament though. Yeah, that was that was a pretty low on the totem pole show for Nickelodeon, but I just I loved it as a kid. Yeah, I think uh, you know we didn't have uh, Rugrats on there or Ren and Stimpy, mm-hmm. but again, we can't have everything. So yeah, I li- I really liked Rugrats, but like for me, I liked Angry Beavers more than I like Rugrats. I can't really remember Angry Beavers, honestly, that yeah. much. Uh, I did like Rugrats, though, and I really liked... Um, Do you know they're rebooting that? Are they? Yep. Interesting. Um, I really liked Rocco's Modern Life. Yes, that was a great show. I've actually really... Just, I've really thought about wanting to watch that on uh, on Paramount. Actually, speaking of that... Did you ever watch the Netflix uh, movie? I didn't. It was good. Yeah, so that was actually one of the things they talked about on that the orange years mm-hmm. and like the little things that they would sneak into these cartoons. Yeah. I did not even, I think it was Rocco's modern life. They showed this. There was like a big like bear and he's hiding in this bush. And, um, Rocco goes up. He's like, Ooh, a berry. And he grabs it and eats it. And he grabs another one and here. Ah! And the bear comes out holding his privates. I don't remember that at all. I don't either. But like, I saw it on the documentary and I'm like, yeah. My God, like, yeah. I can't believe they pulled that off, like, without anyone, anyone even noticing. I was yeah. just like, holy hell. So the things that they can sneak into cartoons. Yeah. And like the restaurant, yeah, that was like the choky chicken or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so definitely funny stuff. But um, this week, our match will be Clarissa Explains It All versus Legends of the Hidden Temple. This is going to be tough. I think I think Clarissa's going to win. Oh, no, I think Legends has got this one. I don't know. Freaking temple guards, bro. Yeah, I know, but man, people love Cl- Clarissa. Shrine of the Silver Monkey. That means nothing to me. <laughs> How dare you? I don't remember. No, you, I don't remember that show that well. Don't don't disrespect the great Olmec. Yeah, that show was boring AF. When you try to watch it now, it's like freaking history. It is, it's but, like but his, it's like it's like a history lesson with it. It's like what teachers would do, like in class to make learning fun 
It's like, shut the hell up. Clarissa explains it all is all in her bedroom. Like, she didn't even go downstairs. Hey, as a teenage boy, there's nothing more I wanted to do than be in her bedroom. I bet. But still, not that great of a show. The hell ever. I'm a big Melissa Joan Hart fan, though. And she's a wrestling fan, which I think is fun. But I like Sabrina the Teenage Witch better she's than still Clarissa. She's very attractive. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, I think uh, I think Legends has it, man. So we shall see. And then we'll be uh, moving on to the semifinals after that. Yeah. I highly disagree, though. Uh, well, you know what? Screw you. And when I go on Legends of the Hidden Temple, you can't be my partner. You were going to be a silver snake. Now you're not. So in your You're face. not going to be on. The, that's not a show anymore. It is. They brought it back. You're not going to be on Legends of the Hidden Temple. How do you know? I might be. You haven't even applied. I might have applied. You did not. I will. Just so you can't be on my team. They're not going to pick you. They might. It's not going to happen. It could happen. Nope. Yeah. Well, you're not going to be on my team either way. Good. Because you'd hold I me back. I didn't want to be a silver snake anyway. Well, okay. Well, wanted then, to be a purple parrot, you idiot. I, oh, I don't know anything about the show. Bull. Called you out. <laughs> uh, but I, I, oddly enough, though, in all seriousness, I was I was rewatching some of that, and you know, like the first thing they did, they had the six teams. They had like a a pool, and they had to like go across like on a boat or something, and the other player had to go. And the first four that did mm-hmm. went to the next stage. It's like. You know, team's not going to the second round. Get bubble gum. I'm like, yeah. you literally had them on the show, and you're giving them bubble gum. Yeah. <laughs> like, that sucks. Yeah, that, that's because there were so many teams. You couldn't give them a good prize. Hopefully, they got to keep their shirt. That'd have been a good one, I think. Well, I, I I'm sure that's a given, though. I would hope. Yeah, because I mean, you homage think, actually sells a couple of those. They have the silver snakes and the. Uh, I mean, do you think, think the, they would want those back? Like, probably, think probably they put them in the washer. <laughs> it's Nickelodeon, dude. You never know. <laughs> that is true. You never know. But uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Uh, that's it. Awesome. Well, we want to, of course, shout out our podcasting buddies, uh, like uh, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott. Give them a follow. Check out their show every Sunday. And, of course, Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yes. Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. Another great show. Um, they do sports podcasts. They do watch-alongs. Check out what they're doing over there at Doing the Favor. Yeah. Eric's actually been selling a lot of figures on Twitter. So if you want to yeah, yeah. check out your figure collection and get some, he's got good deals too, man. So mm-hmm. he's selling the elite nasty boys. I saw that. Those were great figures. Yeah. Uh, the positively pro wrestling podcast with Steven Eric's another great show. Check them out. Mm-hmm. Nice retro look at pro wrestling. Uh, the ringside rant with RJ, the leisure and lariats podcast with ruthless Ryan Davidson boot to the face with Marty and Rucker tales from the estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. And of course the twins over there. Absolutely. A wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew trivia with buds with our pal, Ryan Budge dropping trivia every single day. Howling with the wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf. And don't forget his chop shops. Got some great stuff coming up over there. Pulling up a chair with our buddy, Tim over at a chair shot night of the nerdy laser podcast with our buddy, Richard and his friend, Matt talking horror films. And finally, catching up with Aaron and Daniel. And, of course, our other shows. You know it's fake, right? With me every Monday with a special guest. No Holds Barred with Bill Benis dropping every Tuesday. And TV Toycast every Thursday with me and Travis Fowler. Man, I tell you, Breaker, I am so glad. Season's, season's about to wrap up for the No Holds Barred. Are you so glad? I'm happy for it. You know, I mean, I've had a lot of fun this season, but now Zelly's getting on our case. Mm-hmm. I'm just done with it. I don't blame. Do, you. I'm done with the attitude. You know, Zelly like Zelly just won't let us have fun, and it pisses me off, Breaker. Do you want to have fun with Bill Venus? I just I want to. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna be stuck there, I want to have fun. 
Well, yeah, no one would want to be stuck there against their will. Right. And it's like, you know, if, 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 if I'm going to have like, you know, Stockholm syndrome, you know, you definitely have that going on. Might, might as well enjoy it while I'm there. You know what I mean? Of course. And so it's like, just, just, he got, he finally bought a new synthesizer and Zelly put a cap on how many songs we can do during the show. It's like, it's freaking bolt fascist. She's a straight up fascist breaker. Well, I'm sorry and to I, hear that. I'm, I'm just, I'm done with it. So I'm excited for the season to be over with whenever I think we got like three more episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could switch studios, I guess. We could, we signed a contract. It's, I'm, I'm kind of still clad. curious why you signed contracts. I mean, you can re- record this at your house, you know, it's bills. It's bills deal. Ah, that's you true. know what I mean? He's, he's all he's, bill. He's all about contractual obligations. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. So I don't know. Is what it is. Absolutely. Uh, you can check out all of Bane's music over on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. Uh, Outsiders Beard Co. If you got a beard or know someone that's got a beard, check out Outsiders Beard Co. Get you some beard balm or beard oil. Yeah. So the, speaking of that, the um, the wife told me I need to start doing. Um, um, actually, forget about that because I'm going to edit that out because I I cannot remember what the fuck I was going to say. I can't remember what they, <laughs> what it was called, so I'm going to edit that out. So are you telling me you're not listening to your wife when she talks to you? No, it was like it was some kind of like. <laughs> body butter or something like that she was telling me i need to start making it and i looked it up and i was going to try it out but i was going to put a feeler out for the the show uh to see if anybody would want it but i can't remember what the fuck that thing was called body butter i don't think it was body butter though i don't know i don't know whatever the fuck it was i might leave this in here just for the joke of it yeah yeah but anyway but i do have the spring sense coming up and um yeah you might get some you might get some bane's body butter you might that is sounds that, gross is that what you're after that sounds gross Eric Barker, you son you of a bitch. Son of a bitch. How's Eric <laughs> Barker doing? I haven't thought about that guy in a while. I haven't either. Um, but yeah, Outsiders Beard Co. You got <laughs> a beard? Get you some beard balm or beard oil. Yeah, do it. Great stuff. Uh, all of our t-shirts, you can pick up a t-shirt from us over at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com. In fact, I've been showing off a couple of our uh, our previous Redbubble designs. That yeah. a lot of, I think they fly under the radar, but we got some fun ones over there. So I think some of them, some of the really good ones, we ought to like um, move over to one maneuver. I agree. Yeah, I do agree. I think slowly and surely, I would be perfectly fine with doing that. Oh yeah. And then of course, uh, watermaneuver.net. You can. We have a Breaker and Bane's Power Hour store. We have three shirts. We have the uh, Real American Podcaster shirt. We have the Power Mowing Hour, which mm-hmm. is really appropriate right now with everyone about to get to, back to mowing. Yep. And then uh, the Power Havoc shirt for uh, you Halloween fans out there. And then, of course, TV Toycast. We've got a couple of shirts there. we got the Masters of the Universe design, and we got the new KB Toys design, which is really fun. Absolutely. In fact, Nate from Ring Skirts made this amazing picture. He took the T-shirt, and he uh, lined up a whole bunch of toys in front of it. Awesome picture. Nice. I thought that was so, so cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check that out. And then a lot of our buddies, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, PPW, Ringside Rant, Tales from the Estate, and I think that might be it. GBM, Dobro, they all have shirt stores yep. as well. So uh, support all the all the brothers in, uh, in one foul swoop. Absolutely. Uh, anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> Thank you.
It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back at my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.